1: Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. Today, we are answering a question that was called in discussing typing yourself between type two and type seven. But first, today's rose, bud, and thorn. So, my rose for today is that we woke up to a snow day. Um, it was, there's just nothing else quite like waking up to a full blanket of snow over the world. Um, and we have, um, And my other rose is those YouTube fireplaces. You know how you can, like, put a fireplace, like, up on your TV? I feel like it doesn't feel quite right on a snow day unless that fireplace is on. My bud is that I have yet to have my afternoon coffee, which means it is yet to come, and I am so excited. My thorn for today is that, you know that feeling where you have a jug of milk and you think it's fine but it kind of smells weird and you can't really tell if your milk smells bad for real like if it's gone bad or if you just think it smells bad because you don't really smell your milk very much and milk just kind of has a smell that's my thorn (laughs) okay first so let's listen to today's
0: caller Hi Sarah Jane, love your podcast. Um I wanted to ask you a question about the enneagram types. Um I understand that yeah, you know, there's only one type, we most people only have one type, it's very rare to have two. Well, it took me like about 4 months to figure out my type. I ended up spending like 65 bucks on a really thorough enneagram assessment that I got through a therapist friend and got a major report and it. I was always tied between two and seven. And I literally identify with both of them very, very closely. And my question is, um, I came out as a seven on this assessment, um, and I believe it. I accept it. um, I love our seven-ness. But the two, again, there's this other piece of me where I feel very hmm, connected to it. Um, And I didn't know. I know that our personalities tend to – sorry, this is so long – tend to develop in the first five years of life, I believe, and I did have a major trauma when I was four. I was mauled by a dog, and I was in the hospital for over a month I'm by myself a lot at four years old, and so I can, and I also have a lot of medical trauma throughout my whole childhood with asthma and allergies. I was hospitalized a lot, and, or having to stay at home sick and stuck inside. So I can totally see where my 7 comes from, but you know the two aspect of it could could i have been developing into more of a 2 when those first four years of life and then because of my trauma and then just kind of the continual trauma um i morphed into more of a 7 I, I i swear i'm not trying to be unique <laughs> but i'm just curious what your thoughts are and if you have any perspective on that thanks for all of your wise wisdom and your help and Keep up the great work. Thank you. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for calling in. It means so much that you enjoy the podcast. I want to answer first a couple of the questions that you asked. So the first one is um, about, you know, personality developing. They do say that personality develops before we are five. And I do imagine that your experiences did impact, like, who you've become in some way or another. Now, according to the Enneagram, in particular, um, the Soul Child Theory, you would have been considered a five as a child if you were a dominant type seven. So the theory is that as a child, um, a seven is resembles a five. Maybe they are a little bit more independent. They go off on their own more. They manage their energy levels. They're deep into research. And at some point along the way, to keep that five safe, they learned to be put on the seven personality type. As a seven myself, I've thought of it often like I am deep, deep down a five, but I have like my seven defense mechanism. And I don't, everyone doesn't, who teaches the Enneagram and everyone who is studying the Enneagram doesn't always say it like that. That is kind of the way that I tend to think about it for myself. Um, I've said recently in a panel that I think of my smile as kind of my castle, like that's my protection, is like if I look like I'm okay, then then I will be left alone kind of deal. Um, so that's the soul child theory for seven. If you were to be a dominant type two, then the theory would be that you are four as a child and that you have put the two mechanism on to protect yourself in that way. I do have a full episode just on soul child theory that breaks all of this down. So you can go listen to that if that's something that you want to learn more about. Um, but let's talk a little bit about discerning between types two and type seven. So First, it's always important to remember that we're focusing here on the motivations and the basic fears. So if you relate to the motivations of type seven, great. If not, do you resonate with the motivations of type two? If you are resonating with the behavior of one without relating to the motivations, that could lead us into some of the subtype distinction. Um, The major differences between twos and sevens are that twos are relational. So they're looking for their worth in the eyes of other people, meaning, do you love me, do you like me? Um, no matter what subtype of two you are, there's gonna, that element is going to be there. Um, so what that can look like is, you know, maybe you're doing that through work. Maybe you're doing that through your, um, you're just wanting to be loved for who you are. Maybe you're being overly helpful in order to earn love. Then we have our type seven and type seven is less relational and very self-referencing. So they're focused on kind of like, what do I want? What do I need? Where am I going? Um, Typically sevens know what they want and need at all times, while twos tend to struggle to hold awareness for their own needs. They're very aware of what other people need, but tend to have tend to struggle with the awareness of their own needs. So if you feel connected to both two and seven, this could be a subtype thing. So social sevens can look a lot like type twos, um, meaning that they they tend to be self-sacrificing. They tend to overgive. um, They tend to kind of feel a conflict between, okay, I know what I want, but I don't know that I'm allowed to have it. Um, That's kind of the inner conflict for social sevens. And that can cause them in behavior to look a lot like a two, even though their internal experience and deep down they are a seven. Um, Self-preservation twos, however, can look like sevens and sometimes like fours. And that's because the self-preservation two is kind of the least helpful of the twos. They're the more focused on, I want you to love me for who I am, um, not what I do. But the the focus here is still on the external validation of being loved and accepted and wanted. So I already covered the subtypes of two. So if you want to hear more about what the self-preservation two sounds like in comparison to the other twos, you can go check that out. And then tomorrow, we're actually going over subtypes of type seven. So you can check that out here if you want to hear more, even more about um, what a social seven looks and sounds like. I hope that this was helpful. If you have questions that you want answered on the podcast, it's, um, you can call in at 828-338-9127. You can also text, but I will say if you call and leave a voicemail, those get answered first, um, just because I think it's more interesting to hear your voice. And today's food for thought comes from Gandhi. I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. And this quote always reminds me of my mom. When we were kids and someone would express road rage at her, she would say, they can choose to have a bad day, but I'm not going to let them ruin mine. And she'd smile and she'd wave at them and she'd move on with her day. And this level of unbothered is something I truly strive for, Um, even with my own emotions. As negative emotions arise, to not let them control me or scare me or cause me to panic, but just to allow them to be here. And they exist, and I exist, and they are what they are, and that's okay. As always, it's such a joy to create content like this for you. If you want your Enneagram questions answered, again, call them in at 828-338-9127. Thank you for being here, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old.